Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One who's never worn anything but a, a f***ing mop top when he's going to have Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. Today we're going to be recapping The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, The Real Housewives of New York. Uh, I gotta be honest up front, I'm like slightly under the weather. I'm not feeling 100%. Uh, but I did have some cold brew like Kyle Richards, so I have my energy up, and we're going to get through this, and we got to talk about all this stuff. So uh, we're going to dive right in uh, into The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I got to say, I don't think we've talked about this before. The taglines, were they recorded in quarantine on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Because they sound a little echoey. Most of them sound as if they were recorded on the very first version of the iPhone, or I don't know. One of those Nokia razors or whatever. I don't know what where they were recorded, but some of them are a little echoey. They're a little, I don't know what's going on there if they just didn't have time to get them in before everyone had to be quarantined. But it seems like they needed to step up the mic game. And I don't know if you guys saw the Summer House reunion, but it was interesting to me. Who sounded good? Who sounded bad? Lindsay Hubbard needed a new Wi-Fi connection. Jules, they didn't even give her a microphone. They just said, hey, put in your AirPods and go to town. And look, they got to make some budgetary restraints somewhere. They can't afford to just give everyone brand new equipment. Jules is one of the least interesting people on Bravo at this point, so she didn't get a microphone. But they did give other people, they didn't spring for new Wi-Fi for Lindsay Hubbard, which is a shame because I love, I love Lindsay. You know, I would have liked to see her get activated in a good internet connection, but it didn't quite happen the way I wanted. But the reunion was still good. It was a Zoom reunion, and that's what we're going to be getting for the near future in a lot of these shows, and I thought it was I thought it was great. Anyway, uh, back on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Kyle, uh, Erica, and Sutton, they're on the way to Teddy's retreat in the morning. Now, it's very close to Orange County, and you guys, I gotta say, the place where Teddy did her retreat, a few people were DMing me. It was the same location, uh, if you guys watched Laguna Beach. Do you remember when they went there on Laguna Beach, like a uh, old-school reality Laguna Beach, Elsie, Kristen, all of that stuff? I think they went to this hotel. A lot of people were DMing me that. And so that was a nice little callback. But anyway, this retreat, it was like over $4,000. People looked it up. It was like 40, I want to say like 44 or $4,600 for this retreat, which is a lot. I know it was a very nice hotel, but it was a lot. And here's the thing that kind of confuses me about this all in. Now, I think it's probably great and very motivating for people. I've talked to people who've done it and who love it. Great. However, it does sort of skeeze me out that the people who are like the coaches and nutritionists, you guys, they don't have, I don't believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't believe they have to have any certification. So, you know, when you're, uh, when you're becoming a trainer, you have to get training certification. With All In, you don't have to get any sort of certification. I don't believe. I could be wrong. Maybe they changed that. Maybe I'm just, I don't know. We'll have to look it up, but I don't believe it to be true. 
I don't believe it to be true. And that's a little problematic for me. I think it's sort of like you have to go through the program and then you could become one of the coaches. We should, I should do my research before I just uh, start spewing out facts, but I don't believe that they have to have any sort of like standard certification to be telling you what to do and what to eat. And that's a little bit troubling to me because, you know, it's a lot. Fitness, health, all of that's a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Dorit shows up at 1230 and you guys, she's been in glam for hours. She looks amazing. (laughs) Looks ridiculous. She looks amazing. And uh, she was just feeling herself. And God bless it. She was late. She had to do a photo shoot. She looked good. She got the glam done. When you look like that, you stop everything and you take some photos. That's what you do. You post them on your Instagram when you look like that. After you get some glam, uh, you do it. And Dorit told them she was showing up late. So I understood. it. Wasn't, I wasn't mad at Dorit for missing this. I thought, you know what? Good for you, Dorit. Get some footage. I don't care that Dorit was ignoring her kids, ignoring her life, ignoring her responsibilities on this TV show because she thought she looked good. She had to drop everything and take a photo for Instagram. I get it. Kyle was just pissed because she uh, had to show up early. Kyle's doing 100 jobs right now. And she showed up to film this stupid retreat thing that no one wanted to go to. Not a, not a lick of one of them wanted to go to this retreat. And I didn't even, either. I didn't either. Uh, but they all did anyway. And um, I understood that Dorit missed it or was late. And Garcelle just didn't even come. Garcelle was like, fuck that. I'm not going. Garcelle's a first season housewife. And she still was like, I'm not going to that event. And I applaud that. Uh, That's a boss move. And I applaud Garcelle just being like, fuck that. You know, I'm not going. Not interested. Uh, Sutton, meanwhile, was crying on the way. And I actually felt like it was very natural. And it was an interesting side of Sutton. I really liked the side of Sutton where it felt very real. She had some anxiety about going to this thing with Teddy. And I got it. I got it. Uh, also, Sutton, when she was doing the boxing class, I mean, woo, uh, that was me. That was, that's all of us in a workout class. Have to go to workout class on a Saturday morning. I used to be better at that. Now I'm not so good at that. I, I need to get back into my fitness. But uh, I understood Sutton. She's like, what the fuck is this? And they were doing some sort of like conga line or what, I don't know what the fuck you call it, where everyone would switch partners and then, uh, and then you'd have to box them for a second. And Sutton was not interested. And Sutton's not a worker-outer. She's not someone who's athletic. And I applaud that. Another new side of Sutton that I really enjoyed. Uh, all the girls talk about this retreat, though. And later on in the day, so they have this boxing thing, then they have some sort of lunch, then they have a while off, and then they have a meditation at five o'clock. And the meditation, you guys, was an hour to an hour and a half. And it was with the woman, I believe her name was Jacinta. Not Jacinda, it was Jacinta. It was with a T. I don't know. I think maybe I got that name wrong. I thought I saw Jacinta. Maybe I was seeing things. <laughs> Told you I'm not feeling great, so maybe I'm seeing some things. But I thought I saw Jacinta. And Jacinta was doing an hour and a half meditation. And I'm sorry, I'm not, I love to meditate. I can, I love like my uh, Headspace app. I do the meditations on there, but I'm 10, 15 minutes in and I'm out. An hour and a half is too long. I believe an hour and a half is a long time to be with your own thoughts. It's a while. That is like, a, that's a whole movie. That's a whole movie. You could watch the movie, What a Girl Wants, starring Amanda Bynes in the same amount of time that you would do that meditation class. And I'd much rather watch Amanda Bynes in A Star Making Turn. I just watched that movie uh, today when I was laying in bed. And you guys, that movie holds up. It's a mess, but it holds up. 
And I gotta say, I tweeted this, but there's a lot of ridiculous music in that film. I'm sorry to say, there's a lot of insane and unhinged musical selections in that film. At one point, Kelly Preston, who's married to John Travolta, she's singing a Celine Dion song. And I don't know if that was a fever dream, but it felt very strange to me. I encourage you all to re-examine that film. It's on Netflix. Um, if you haven't watched it in a while, or if you've never seen it. It's uh, truly insane, but um, anyway. This hour and a half uh, meditation class, of course no one wants to go to it. It's an hour and a half meditation. That's too long. And furthermore, if I was going to do an hour to an hour and a half meditation, I would just do it solo. I wouldn't want to be surrounded by other people. That would make me more anxious. Maybe that's just me. Uh, but before the medica- meditation class, the other women go to the hotel room and they get some french fries. I don't know who ordered the french fries, but they were sitting right in the table in front of them, and it didn't seem like they were being eaten. I didn't see one of them eat a french fry, but they were sitting right in the table. And uh, we were being uh, shown scenes that were shot with a GoPro. I mean, did you notice like the camera quality really shut down here? And I don't know if somebody just pulled out their cell phone. I appreciated that somebody did, uh, if they did. But it was certainly not the same camera that they used for the rest of the scenes, because this was very low budget. This was very Cinema Verte low budget uh, shots that they were showing in this hotel room with the French fries. But it was revealed, I think Erica said, like, I don't, no one wants to be here. No one wants to be at this place. And Kyle was going after Dorit about the glam and being late. Dorit's like, I have a life, Kyle. And uh, it was starting. It was starting. It was starting. Kyle did do a good impression of Dorit in the confessional. Sometimes I realize, like, Kyle's a good actress. I think Kyle's a good actress. I think both the Richard sisters are good actresses. And there I said it. But uh, Kyle, in her confessional, did the impression of Dorit, and I thought, yeah. And remember when she did that impression of Teddy with the, like, hunchback walking? That was a good impression. That was good. I could see why Kyle gets work now and then. I think she's a good actress. Anyway, uh, at dinner time, it's uh, dinner's at 7 p.m. Denise shows up at 7.42. It took her two and a half hours to get there, and then it ended at 9.45. I thought, why did Denise even go? She had to go two and a half hours to get there, and then she left right away? Mm-mm. No, Denise. I would not have done that. Denise was too nice to do that. Too nice to go to that uh, retreat. Mm-mm. I would have been all out if I was Denise. Just like Garcelle, I would have been all out. Not all in. Anyway, then uh, we see a scene be- uh, between Rinna and Amelia. Amelia left school in New York. She's now staying in LA. And uh, she has really bad anxiety. Rinna worries about suicide. Uh, Rinna reveals that she couldn't do college either. She left right away. And uh, I don't know. This was, scene was fine. The real highlight of the scene was when the paparazzi showed up and Rinna was just waving. She's like, ooh, paparazzi! And she was just really loving it. And that was enjoyable to me. I love when Rinna just loves the paparazzi. It's truly, it brings me so much joy. Ooh, also Rinna shaded Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. Did you catch that? Ah, uh, you guys, I love that moment. I got goose pimples. When Rinna just said, oh, I'm not going to take fake photos of you on a rower to get you into USC. I thought, ooh, Lori Laughlin is watching this, and you know she's pissed. You know Lori Laughlin and Rinna have a past. I'm not sure what that history is, but everyone has a story, and they those two have a story together. I know it. I could feel it in my bones. I don't know if they've crossed paths. I was trying to think of, like, when would they have crossed paths? And the thing that I was thinking was, do you remember, some of you might not remember this, but Rinna hosted a soap opera show. It was like a talk show. I think it was called SoapNet, or maybe it was on the channel SoapNet. I'm not sure. Soap Dish, I think it was called, maybe. I'm not sure. 
You can look it up. But it was a soap opera talk show that she hosted with someone else that was on a soap opera. And it was a talk show, so they'd have guests and stuff. And I thought, you know what? Lori Laughlin, I'm sure, was a guest on that show. I don't know it to be true for sure, but I feel it. I feel like Lori Laughlin went into that studio and was a guest a time or two. I think she was. Now, I don't think that Rinna and Felicity Hoffman have really crossed a lot of paths. I don't believe that. But I do think Rinna and Lori Laughlin have a, a strong history together. And I believe that Lori Laughlin watches this show. I believe she's a fan of The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I'd like to get her on the show at some point. Maybe a showdown between her and Rena. But she, uh, Laughlin saw this. I, I feel it. I, you know, I don't want to say I'm psychic, but I know this to be true. I just feel it. And so I would like to have had cameras in Lori Laughlin's house or the jail cell that she's currently staying in to see what her reaction was when Rena shaded her like this. I would have liked to see it. Would have liked to see it. What's going on with them? Is she in jail yet? I don't know what's going on. I'll have to look that up after we're done here. Um, anyway, then we cut to uh, Denise at her house with Big Dick Aaron, and they're drinking some tequila. And Denise is talking about how she's got some PTSD from the fire. They're uh, going to have a pizza party. And Big Dick Aaron definitely looks slimmer. Doesn't he look slimmer? He's doing also a lot more on-camera work, which makes me a little skeptical of uh, Big Dick Aaron. You know, last week he did all that st- he did all that crazy speech at the dinner, and now I'm seeing more and more of him on camera. And I don't believe it's Denise's choice. I believe Aaron wants to be more on camera, and that's raising my eyebrow a little bit um, because he's doing a lot more on camera work. He really is. Uh, but they're gonna have a pizza party, and they're still trying to present themselves as a very like down home. We're throwing a pizza party with a Sunday bar. Denise was so excited about that Sunday bar, and so was I. So was I. Uh, but it's interesting. I feel like they're trying to edit Denise to be the villain, but I'm not, uh, she's not the villain to me. She's still the hero. So I don't know, but it does seem like they're editing her that way because they're trying to show that she's got the ice sculpture. Kyle later on in the episode was shading the ice sculpture. She said, Oh, Denise is so down home, but then what's this diamond ice sculpture? And I thought, I'm not buying it. I'm not believing it. You know what? Denise bought an ice sculpture. So be it. So be it. Uh, then we cut to a scene with Garcelle and the kids, Jade and Jax. I gotta say, I prefer this Jax over the Jax on Vanderpump Rules. That one. I'd much rather see this Jax than that other Jax who's going through, I don't know, rage issues. Maybe for some substance issues. You know what I'm saying? But this Jax seems much better. Uh, Garcelle says she has a good co-parenting relationship with her ex, Mike. Um, I really like Jax, too, the boy, because he was treating the Coca-Cola like crack throughout the scene. The Coca-Cola that he ordered at this dinner, I mean, it was like it was a crack pipe for this kid. And I get it, because when I was that age, I don't know if you guys remember Surge. Remember that drink Surge? The I would like, that was my crack when I was a, a 10-year-old kid or 11-year-old kid. It was like, I would beg my parents, like, can you please get me Surge? They never would, but I would go over to a friend's house. And I remember they had Surge quite often. And when I would drink it, I would honestly, like, bounce off the walls. And I, it felt good. I liked it. But it's not a healthy thing. Like, no kid should have that much sugar or what a caffeine or whatever. Um, but I liked how Jax was treating this. You know, Jax is going to grow up and to be uh, a Coca-Cola girl, a Diet Coke girl. You know, I always think a Diet Coke girl is the best kind of person. And I don't always say that about straight men. I usually think the rule of Diet Coke, where people who drink Diet Coke are the best, that rule typically only applies to women and gay men. But I don't know. I'm willing to make an exception for this Jax because I like him. Anyway, uh, Garcelle's a tough mom. Uh, even when the kids, uh, Jade says he wants Gucci, Garcelle's like, no, you're 11. 
You're not getting Gucci. Not going to do it. Uh, then uh, we cut to Denise's dinner party with the ice sculpture in the bar. And there's a lot of group events this season. They're cutting right to the group events. Normally, we have a lot of episodes where it's individual scenes. This season, every episode, we're getting the group events. And I love it. The production on this is uh, bar none. It's uh, fantastic. They're really producing for us, and I appreciate that. Um, meanwhile, Dorit is waiting for Garcelle to pick her up. She's still kind of in this fight with Kyle, and she's waiting for Garcelle to come get her. And she's at her house, and she's in a very threes company outfit with one single curl on her forehead that's just gelled down to her forehead. And it was uh, quite a choice. That single curl that was just glued to her forehead, I'm not sure. Uh, you guys, I, I'm not sure. It was very aggressive curl. A lot of single curl work was just going on in that forehead. And I think later in the episode, Kyle even said something like, do you want me to get that out of your way? And it was like, no, it's supposed to be there. And it was definitely a choice. It was definitely a way to do your hair, is what I'm saying. Um, but the outfit, it was like that single curl almost distracted from the outfit. Like I couldn't even look at the outfit because I was so distracted by the single curl that was happening on Dorit's forehead. I mean, you guys said curl. What did she use to curl it down? Was it uh, just some strength, uh, strengthening hair gel? I don't know. I used to, when I was younger, use those hair gels that you'd buy from like Walmart or whatever. It was like the cheapest hair gels you could find. That's what my mom would buy us. And it always, you'd put it in and within three seconds, it just turned your hair into stone. That's what would happen. She would buy that cheap ass hair gel. And I'm not kidding you, within three seconds, you weren't moving it again for at least a week. You would put it in, and it was turned to stone. Remember in the movie Hocus Pocus, when the witch is turned to stone? That's what would happen when you put that cheap-ass hair gel in your hair. And I feel like that's what Dorit used. I know she normally goes for the labels, but I feel like for that single curl, she sent PK to the 7-Eleven down the street and was like, pick up a hair gel. And that's what he did. He picked up like whatever he saw first. And that's what she's wearing on her head. And maybe, Or maybe it's uh, Jagger's hair gel. Maybe she just ran into Jagger's bathroom and picked up whatever hair gel that the I don't know, house manager, whoever they have, buy the stuff over there at Dorit's house. Um, she used the hair gel that Jagger uses. Because I, nothing else would uh, put that thing down there in that place. That thing was not moving. Augusta Wynn, a new uh, Malibu fire could have came through there, and it would not have uh, budged that single curl on Dorit's forehead. Mm-mm. Nope. Not, uh, not, no Malibu fire or winds. Gusts of winds, a tornado. Nothing was moving that single curl. Mm-mm. Not going nowhere. Um, I PK's. Why is he always out of town? Why is PK always out of town? What's he doing? What's he conning? I need to know the cons that PK's doing. PK, what's he doing? Uh, then uh, this fancy dinner party. Oh, there was like kids there. They were at a separate table. Uh, there's a mystery blonde woman there. I was uh, interested to know who she was. Was she supposed to be part of this show? Was she edited out? I'm not sure. Uh, but Kyle right away calls out Dorit's photo shoot. Uh, Denise, right when she sits down, she says, hey, Aaron's got a big dick and big muscles. And look, we know that, Denise. And I appreciate that that's Denise's contribution to the show at this point. Every time she's on camera, she's like, my husband's got a big dick. And look, that's something. That's something. I applaud that. Good for, um, I think good for you, Denise. Good for you. Um, but she does say it every, every single time that red light goes on in the camera. It's like, ready, set, action, my husband's got a big dick. That's what happens. The red light goes on, and Denise throws out her line, a new version of her line that her husband's got a big dick. 
And uh, Big Dick Aaron, look, the more I get to know him, the more I don't like him. But I appreciate that he's got big muscles and a big dick. So I appreciate that. And it's interesting to me that Denise is okay with saying, like, hey, my husband's got a big old dick. And she's not okay with, like, Garcelle saying, I kissed a girl or whatever. You know what I mean? It was like Denise was getting so frustrated that the women at the table were saying that they had experiences with women. Um, but Denise was not happy about, or, or Denise was not happy about that, but she was okay saying, Hey, my Aaron's got a big old dick. His dong is huge. You know, that's what is interesting to me. That's what's interesting. Uh, Erica also was with, had a threesome with some, uh, a couple, uh, Garcelle kissed a girl. And then in her confessional implied that she also had a threesome with two women, which was interesting to me. Good for you, Garcelle. And then, uh, let's see. Dorit and Kyle then have this sort of feud um, at the table across from each other. It was fine. Um, Dorit says, though, that's interesting because Kyle uh, is blindingly defensive of Teddy. That's what she says to her. And she's right. Kyle is uh, blindingly defensive of Teddy. And I actually think that Kyle's part of the reason why Teddy's made it so long in the show, because they're good friends in real life. And I think if Kyle wasn't friends with her, I don't think Teddy would have stayed around. I don't think because she's not that close with the other people. Anyway, um, Kyle at one point calls Denise. So Denise tries to, excuse me, Denise tries to stick up for Dorit and uh, Kyle calls her a ragamuffin. And I had to look this up because I didn't even know what a ragamuffin is. I literally Googled ragamuffin in my bed. How many of you Googled ragamuffin? Raise your hands because I'm raising my hand right now. I had to look it up. Uh, Kyle said that she's never worn anything other than a messy ponytail, and she's a ragamuffin, she says to Sutton. And I don't think uh, Kyle knew she was on camera. I do not think she knew it. But I looked it up. It's a noun. It means a person, typically a child, in ragged, dirty clothes. And I'd just like to say, Denise starred in Drop Dead Gorgeous. She starred in Wild Things. She is Drop Dead Gorgeous, and she's a wild thing. And we should not be calling her a ragamuffin, because she's stunning. And just because she wore, I don't know, some jean shorts to a party once does not make her a ragamuffin. She's stunning. I mean, come on. You can't look at uh, Denise and not think she's stunning. I saw her at um, BravoCon, and she was, like, drop-dead gorgeous. Again, drop-dead gorgeous. And, uh, you know, it was interesting to me. I was thinking back on BravoCon, and I... I was interviewing people on the red carpet ahead of that big Watch What Happens Live. And so all the cast members were there. And I was reading into who was paired with who. Because they paired certain people together. And this was back in November. And so I don't know what point they were in filming, but I would assume they were kind of towards the end. Or at least like the second half. And they paired up Denise and Dorit. So when I interviewed those two, they were together. And I thought that was interesting. And I I was thinking, oh, so Dorit and Denise, I feel like moving into the second half of the season, those two are going to be paired up. And Dorit's, I think, going to really stick up for Denise. And I'm excited for that. It's a pairing I'm excited for. But I just did not appreciate Kyle calling her a ragamuffin. She's not a ragamuffin. And also, use a word that I know, because I don't like having to Google during the shows. Um, Anyway... Kyle says, I defend all my friends. I would defend you, Rinna. And then Rinna says, that's not true. That's not true. She says, not when it was your sister. And then Kyle gets really pissed and she cries. She tells Rinna, Denise, to fuck off. And then we get it to be continued. I think uh, in the scenes for next week, Kyle storms out of Denise's house. 
And uh, it looks like next week is also that episode where Denise says, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Although maybe I feel like next week's going to be another to be continued. I don't know. I'm feeling it. Um, But that's Beverly Hills. I'm loving it right now. I think it's fantastic. They're really giving it to us. Really giving it to us. So uh, let's move into New York. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. And I want to set the record straight with you guys, Okay. I never f***ed a pirate. So please welcome to the stage, Jack Azulay. She did f***. He told me that she did. You mean the pirate couldn't raise his flag? (laughs) No, he did raise his flag, but he raised it for Sonya. Okay, New York, you guys. Was anyone expecting Jocks to be a stand-up comedian? I wasn't. I was not at all. This was like a shocking development in the history of the show. And Roni's always shocking us, right? Every time uh, something happens on screen, I think like, is this new? I, this was unexpected. I, I was just not anticipating Jocks to be uh, the next uh, Amy Schumer. I just wasn't expecting it. But here he was doing some stand-up comedy. We open this week with Lou in another floral print. She's meeting Jocks. And Jocks, you guys... He looks like a more haggard version of Luann at this point. And I was thinking, I feel like Jocks and Luann look alike now, because in quarantine, I bet you Luann, much like the rest of us, hasn't been able to get her hair done. So 
So her roots probably grew out. And I'm not sure, maybe she's not growing gray. But I was thinking, like, in quarantine, I think Luann and Jocks probably look identical. They've always had the same haircut. But now, uh, with Luann's roots potentially growing out, I'm not 100% certain they, certain they have. But uh, if they have, I'd imagine she looks exactly like Jocks. But they sit down, and Jocks, you know, he's got that, that accent. Uh, two things I know. I love New York, and I love Luann. And, you know, he's doing the, that accent work. And... First of all, Luann asked Jocks if she should drink. And I just have to say, Luann, Jocks is not an expert on alcoholism. Maybe ask anyone else. I know you know Jocks, but I just don't believe that he's someone that really knows whether or not you should drink. Maybe just ask a professional or literally anyone else. Uh, but he says, sure. Um, and then that's when Luann says, uh, how's the comedy thing going? We have an event next week. And I said, huh? I said, what now? How's the comedy thing going? We have an event next week. And I was shocked, you guys. Shocked. Everyone else was shocked at this point, too, right? I was texting a friend. I said, what the fuck happened? What? Did I miss, like, hear this? Like, what? They're doing stand-up together now? What? 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 And then Luann reveals. She says, I'm going to try out some of the material for my new show, Mary Fuck Kill. And I thought, hmm? What are we doing here, Luann? Luann, Luann, Luann. Luann so far is having a great season, but I'm not sure that we need a whole stage show of her doing the Mary Fuck Kill game. I just don't believe that we need it. What's next? What's next? Huh, Luann? Maybe just stop performing around the country. I don't think that we need it. Not in this climate. We certainly don't in this climate, Luann. We don't. Now, I know for years I said, Luann, we need you on stage touring the country, but I changed my mind. And we no longer need it. And I, I salute you. I want you to have a great career, but I just don't know that we need a touring show of you playing the Mary Fuck Kill game and doing some stand-up jokes. I'm just not sure. I like when she records her songs. Just keep recording songs until you have an album. That's what I would say you need to do. Anyway, speaking of songs, she makes jocks listen to Phil and Giovanni in the middle of a restaurant. The audacity of Luann to just play her own song in the middle of this restaurant without any sort of shame or or anything, is truly unbelievable. Unbelievable, and I love it. I love it. Uh, then we cut to Dorinda, who's truly lost it. She's just visiting her old house and talking into a mailbox. You guys, she talked into that mailbox. It was, it was truly crazy, and I understood it. She said she hosted parties at that house with Hillary Clinton. She's just visiting her old haunts. And we know there's some spiritual ghost work happening. You know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Uh, the ghost of Richard looms large over this franchise. And here we saw Dorinda just visiting her old haunts. And it's a totally crazy thing to do. And it's also something that I would do. You know, whenever I go back to Chicago or, or Athens for Ohio University, whenever I visit any of the old places that I lived, I do like to just walk around and like look at the old places. You get like a, a rush of nostalgia. And so I understood what Dor- or Dun- um, Dorinda was doing. My brain is mush, you guys. My brain's been mush this week. I have some interviews coming up that I did this week, and, and my brain was mushy for all of them. And you'll hear it at some point. Um, I think that we have a, I have an interview coming out on Monday, um, and then, you know, we got some interviews coming up. But my brain's been mush. I haven't been feeling like myself. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. What am I talking about? Oh, so then Dorinda goes to lunch with Sonia, Ramona, and Elise. Elise is a big flop. Elise is even a, more of a flop than Barbara. At this point, I'm saying, get Elise out of here and bring back Barbara. Bring back my self-tanner queen, 
with her tool belt and her hammer and bring her back on screen because she's at least better than Elise. At least she's staying in the couches everywhere they go. What's Elise doing? Nothing. Nothing. But they all go to this lunch. Sonia's doing a liquid fast. I kind of have this theory that Sonia's like purposely gaining weight because she, this, I, I hate to speculate on someone's looks. And I think Sonia looks great no matter what. And everyone should be able to do what they want with their body when they want. But I do sort of believe that uh, Sonia might have done something to her face. And I feel like she's, she's doing like a weight gain thing to cover up the face thing. Does that make sense? Like, I almost feel like she's trying to bamboozle us into thinking, but you know, maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What do I know? She's stunning, though, either way. Sonia really is. Sonia's one of the most beautiful housewives, I believe. She's just very naturally beautiful, and I love it. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Then we see Tinsley and Dale at lunch. Dale. Dale comes to NYC to see the dogs that she says are her grandchildren. And it's revealed that Tinsley broke up with Bruce already, and Dale was so proud of Tinsley being on that runway again. Uh, and Tinsley says she's strong now. She's not going to let anyone talk over her, especially Dorinda. Um, and then that's when Dale transitions the conversation into Tinsley having kids, like only Dale can do. No matter what the conversation is, Dale's like, you need to have children. I need grandchildren. They could be talking about, I don't know, uh, COVID-19, and Dale would be like, you need to have kids right now. Make it happen. I want to be a grandma. Um, she even says, I would like to croak after you have a baby. And... I thought, just have a baby. We don't need a man at this point. It's 2020. Dale and Tinsley should just have a baby together. And I think that's the right decision. I mean, maybe Tinsley's engaged now to Scott. I don't know if that's the right situation. But uh, I would be fine if Tinsley just had her own baby with Dale. Dale could co-mother. Dale. Anyway, then we cut to New Jersey, which is, this was a wild scene. This was a wild scene. I know we were all distracted by jocks doing stand-up comedy, but Sonia Morgan went to Sonia Morgan Brand's uh, headquarters in New Jersey. Guararv, I hope I'm saying that name right, is the CEO. This is a house. This is not an office. This is a house. And Sonia says, I need him to show me the money. Uh, the books are out in New Jersey, so I had to go visit. She says, they're out in New Jersey. And I, this doesn't seem very copacetic to me. This seems like a little sketchy. This seems like a little Dorit and PK to me. I'm going out to New Jersey to see the books. But um, it's revealed that they never have made any money in Sonia's uh, fashion collection. Only 300 to 500 pieces have sold. 300 to 500 pieces. Is that what they said? Did I mishear that? 300 to 500 pieces throughout the length of this brand for five years is what they've sold? What? Maybe I misheard that or, or misunderstood. They didn't get any sales from the fashion show. How has there been no profit in five years? What the fuck is going on? What's happening here? I want to see those books. What's happening with the books? How have they not raised, gotten any money? And at that, at this point, maybe shut it down. Shut it down, Sonia. Just move on. Go back to the toaster oven thing. I feel like that's a better thing. 300 to 500 pieces in five years is insanity. And the fact that they're throwing all this money into fashion shows that are raising no money or sales, shocking, shocking to me. Sonia, Sonia Sonia we need you to shut this down. Shut it down. I know she's got some nice things in that collection, but shut it down. It's not a smart business move. Shut it down. We need you to shut it down. Shut it down, Sonia, Sonia If you're listening, we love you. We just want you to shut it down. We don't need you to come out with clothes. No one's buying them. We don't need it. 
We don't need it. I, quite frankly, I think you should go tour that Caberlesque, take over for Luann, and tour the Caberlesque show that you used to do back in season four or five. Make that a thing. That's how you should make your money. Come on, Sonia. Shut it down. Shut it down. Uh, anyway, it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And I don't know if this Guarev is just, I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening here, but it's shocking. We need you to shut it down. Uh, then we cut to Leah's apartment. She FaceTimes her dad, then acts. She's talking about her mom. She's got a lot of issues with her mom, who's not speaking to her after she got drunk in the Hamptons. Wait till her mother sees the episode. I'd like to know what the mom thought after she saw that episode of Leah running around naked throwing those tiki torches and starting the little fires everywhere. I'd like to know what the mom thought. Let's get her on the line. Uh, I would love to know what she thought. Um, I think Leah's uh, relationship with her ex is interesting. It's very shades of Dolores and Frank in New Jersey. Um, Leah revealed that a priest hit on her. That was in my notes. Why was that in my notes? I'm not sure. But apparently it happened. Because um, it's in my notes. You know, we're assuming that it happened. Did she say that? I don't recall that at all. Did Leah say that a priest hit on her? I'm not sure, but I wrote it in my notes. Who knows uh, at this point? My, I got brain fog, and, uh, you know, this show's crazy. Anything could happen on this show. Who even knows anymore? Craziest things. We got supernatural spirits showing up. We got Dorinda talking to a mailbox. I mean, anything can happen at this point on this show. So, yeah, sure. Sure. Whatever I see in my notes, I believe to happen. Um, then we cut to Lou at the Slate Place. Now, Chanel is a podcast host that is also co-running this thing. And here in my notes, I wrote, what's happening? What's happening? Luann said, I was, I was on a podcast, and she decided, why not? Let's do a show and raise some money. And then they decided to do a comedy show. A very uh, strong leap. You know, I don't I've had a lot of people on my podcast, and none of them, none of these housewives have asked me to co-host a comedy show together. What's, what's happening there? What, am I not good enough? What's going on? Who did I just have on recently? I just had Dorinda on. How come she didn't ask me to do a, a comedy show together? Anyway, Jock shows up with his a fiance, Paige, which is wild. Lou touches uh, Jock's face right in front of Paige, and I thought, that's not okay. It's not okay. I don't understand it. I think Luann's a little too flirtatious. I don't care if the fiance is okay with it. I don't think you touch your ex's face in front of the new fiance. Um, anyway, Jox is going to be introduced at this comedy show by Luann. And the entrance line is that she didn't fuck the pirate. And Jox is like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to do that line. Like, do we have to do that? And Luann's like, come on, it's comedy. It's funny. And I thought, Luann, you're not Lisa Lampanelli. Right, you're not Lisa Lampanelli. I don't know if Luann really it should be the expert on entrance lines in a comedy show. I'm not sure. Uh, it doesn't seem that way to me, but apparently she is. Uh, then all the girls show up. Ramona, Ramona, Leah. Ramona always says, "You know what? You know what? You know what?" That's the thing I noticed. We should all play a drinking game next week, where every time Ramona says, "You know what? You know what?" Uh, Leah reveals that she likes Ramona's maternal energy. They talk about their favorite flowers. This is all in the car ride to the comedy show. And, and they talked about lilacs. I know It was a nice scene. I'm not sure why, but I liked it. Uh, then Ramona walks into the comedy show and she says, Luann, ready for your comedy debut? And then in Ramona's confession, she said that to Lou. And then in Ramona's confessional, she says, podcasts have gotten very popular, but I don't have time to watch. They've gained major in popularity. Look, Ramona's not wrong. 
She's not wrong. They've gained major popularity. It's true. You know, uh, major popularity. It's true. She doesn't have time to watch them, but they have gained major popularity. Um, you know, I always see people online always talk shit about podcasts. And, you know, it's 2020. I don't think anyone should be talking shit about podcasts because, you know what, they do really well. And uh, no one should be talking shit about them. I mean, I understand, like, back in, like, 2006 when people would make fun of podcasts. But now it's, like, 2020. Gwyneth Paltrow has a fucking podcast. Like, we shouldn't make fun of them. Yeah, sure, not everyone needs one. Um, But, you know, anyway, what am I saying? Then we cut to um, Ramona and Jocks. All the women are there at this point. They all show up. And it's revealed that this is, like, a bullying show. Now, this was another confusing asset to the, or a confusing development to this stand-up comedy show starring Jocks. Um, but apparently it was like an anti-bullying campaign. So they all sit down and Ramona says to, or Jock says to Ramona, do you ever bully anyone? And Ramona kind of shakes her head. And then the editors show a montage of Ramona bullying people. Ramona says, I don't think so. And we saw a whole montage of her just bullying people. And I laughed so hard. And then I'm already laughing and thinking like, oh, how I'm like clapping along. I'm like clapping at the Bravo editors. How beautiful they did this montage. And then Jack says to Dorinda, how about you? And then there's a montage of Dorinda bullying. And I thought, oh my goodness. Like, oh my goodness. They're just the best. The Roni editors are the best. Ah, I love them. Dorinda then says, I was the only one who defended people being bullied in school. And I thought, Dorinda. (laughs) Dorinda. I love her. But come on. They showed that whole montage of Dorinda bullying. Oh my goodness. I like that scene of Ramona bullying Tinsley in the last season of uh, when they were in Miami. Oh my God, when she's bullying Tinsley, it's so funny. It's mean, but so hysterical to watch. Just this older woman bullying a younger, beautiful gal. And it's shocking, but uh, it happened. Um, then Luann, they all sit down as they're like sitting in this, this comedy show. Luann says she hasn't drank since probation, but she's lying. Obviously, I believe. That's just my belief. I don't know it to be true, but I would bet all of my money on it. I mean, anyone who believes that Luann has been sober this entire time is kidding themselves. I mean, I'm talking aside from the time she was caught. <laughs> I'm talking outside of those times. I'm talking about on a regular Tuesday. Um, look, it's just not true. You can, everyone can believe what they want, but I, uh, you're not bamboozling me. Mm-mm. Nope, I've been bo- bamboozled before, and I'm not going to be bamboozled again. Mm-mm. Uh, meanwhile, Elise is just sitting there silent, although she did eventually get a confessional, which was shocking to me. And Elise said, didn't she just get off probation? Like, why are people encouraging her to drink? And Dorinda's really pushing Lou to drink, I believe. And they all want her to just have the the booze in her. They do. Um, but she does eventually have the sip of booze. Then uh, we cut to the start of the show. Chanel starts, and Lou walks up to Phil and Giovanni. Um, and Dorinda says in her confessional, we have a lot going on here. Women in prison, bullying comedy. There's a lot happening, and she's not wrong. This show is very confusing to me, all of my senses. I don't know what's happening. And uh, we just have jocks doing comedy with a podcast and their anti-bullying campaign and some women in prison. What? Luann's reading a diary. She reads her diary, which is the same bit she does in Cabaret, and it's not even a good bit. <laughs> it's not even a good bit, but she just keeps doing it. And I guess she's committing, so that's good. Um, and Dorinda hates Lou's bits. Luinda, uh, Dorinda always has, always will. She does not want to see Luann on stage. Luann, as she's finishing up her thing, she says, I never fucked the pirate. And this was great because Sonia just starts shouting, she did fuck the pirate. He told me you fucked the pirate. He's just shouting. 
You fucked the pirate! Of course she fucked the pirate! At this point, Sonia's standing up. She's facing the crowd. So now Sonia's just performing for the rest of the crowd. And I guarantee you, everyone is just looking at Sonia at this point, and Sonia's just saying, She fucked the pirate! She's lying! Of course she fucked the pirate! Sonia's shouting to everyone. Everyone in ear distance. I'm sure there are people in the club or restaurant next door that could hear Sonia yelling, Luann, fuck the pirate! She's lying! Just throw in her friend under the bus on stage. I couldn't even believe it. She's just heckling her friend on stage and saying she fucked the pirate. Just calling her out on her bullshit. Sonia's not going to put up with it. Sonia's not going to put up with your bullshit. If you fucked a pirate and you're on a stage saying you didn't fuck the pirate, Sonia's going to stand up in that fucking audience and say, no, she did fuck the pirate. She's lying. Of course she fucked the pirate. She's lying. She fucked him a hundred times. We both fucked the pirate. She's shouting. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Then Jocks gets on stage to tell some jokes. Dorinda's not interested. At one point, Dorinda's just shopping online. And then she shouts across her table. She says, so don't you think my idea is great? She's like talking about something else. Something else. Dorinda's not interested in Jocks' jokes. And, um, you know, Jocks is getting a little upset at people talking during his jokes. Uh, the, the show ends while Sonia and Ramona are in the bathroom. They leave because they're not even interested. Um, and Luann ends the show by saying, let's give a big round of applause for Jocks and his anti-bullying campaign. And you guys, what the fuck? What the fuck? Um, then we get some, uh, some post-bar drinks. Tinsley and Leah say they are going to go back to Martin the Boxer, who was a real star. He was in that first episode. Uh, I am happy as a clam as I watch all these women as they're going to this bar. They go down that big slide. I'm happy as a clam just watching them go down a slide. And now at this point, Dorinda's lit. She's drunk. Dorinda's drunk. Leah tells Dorinda that she's intimidating, and I agree. The very first time I interviewed Dorinda, I was very intimidated. And I was nervous. She was a little bit scary. I think she can be intimidating. And now I don't find her to be that way. But she is tough um, and a little bit scary, I think. Uh, and in a good way. It's just because she's, I think she's kind of like, um, I don't know, she's a real, and, and I mean this in a compliment, but she's a real broad. Does that make sense? She's real broad. She reminds me so much of like family members I have, but she's like, again, not going to take your bullshit. She's not going to take your bullshit. Um, anyway, then Dorinda, uh, says, she, Dorinda and Leah, or Dorinda and Tinsley, I'm sorry, decide that they're going to go to a lunch together and Leah's going to go with them. And now Dorinda's like a little bit upset that, um, that Leah, or wait, is it Tinsley? My brain is mush, you guys. <laughs> As much. I can't even get this sentence out. We gotta wrap this up. We gotta wrap this up. Anyway, Dorinda drunkly says, I came in here with good intentions, I'm leaving. I'm not gonna stay here and listen to this. If I get mad, I get super mad. And look, Dorinda and Tinsley just hate each other. That's the fact of the matter. They hate each other, and they always will. Um, next week, we get the wine trip, we get the corn maze, we get the hayrides. Uh, Dorinda thinks Ramona is uh, planted a page six story. Can't wait. The show's perfect. That's the end. You guys, that's the end. I'm going to uh, go now. Uh, We have some fun interviews coming up. Uh, I'm sorry if my brain was a little mushy this episode, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best. But I love you all so much for listening. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast. Some good interviews coming up. Uh, If you want a cameo, I turned it off temporarily just because I'm not feeling so hot. So, uh, that has been turned off, but I'll turn it back on. You could sign up there to be notified when it's back on. And as soon as I can, I will. 
If you want one of the t-shirts or any of the fun stuff, go to everythingiconic.store. You can get a fancy AF cocktail book for all your quarantine cocktail needs. Uh, or you can get that book at Amazon, too. Uh, I love you all. Let's do a little breathing exercise. I need it. I need to cool down. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. I love you guys all so much for listening. I mentioned the interviews coming. We have one with Eileen Davidson from The Real House of Beverly Hills that I, I just did, and it was really great. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that. We also have Raquel from Vanderpump Rules coming on the show. Very excited. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. I love you. Stay safe. Uh, and be kind. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.